So, we have a very special episode of Film Creators Processes for you today, but a quick preamble first. Uh, as will become pretty obvious, this episode was recorded prior to the brutal murder of George Floyd by Minneapolis police. Since then, there have been international protests against the overfunded and heavily militarized police, uh, the brutality of their extrajudicial overreaches, and the countless lives lost at their corrupt hands, specifically centering on George Floyd and other black Americans such as Breonna Taylor and Tony McDade. We, as Americans, encourage and implore you to seek out the short-term ways you can demonstrate a demand for accountability and reform from our racist institutions. Whether that be protesting, donating to bail funds, screaming at lawmakers through every channel of communication they offer, anything you can do to help this movement in this moment is valued, as well as keeping a fire for the long-term solutions to endemic racism and its exercise through state violence that also need to be fought for. Because these solutions are best pioneered by those who have felt the weight of this violence the most, in the description there will be a link to a Google Drive directory containing writing by black revolutionaries, work that, if you're unfamiliar with, will be helpful to become familiar with. Below that, there will also be a link to a national bail fund that allows you to split your donation between several cities nationwide, as well as a Black Lives Matter curated list of other places where donations have been requested, including direct support for victims and their families. People are being detained by the thousands in their fight for a better world, and they need your help. No matter what happens, do your best to protect your community, starting with its Black members. This can be financially, but it also can be through material support and resources for protesters, physical presence at demonstrations, even something as simple as providing safe locations for them to retreat from police escalations. You can also support them personally, as the people in your life who are most affected by this can tell you what they need far better than we can. If you know your history, you'd know that permissiveness of state violence on the part of anyone will lead us down a very, very dark path. Keep up the fight. Keep up the pressure. We urge you to demand equity, accountability, and liberation for your communities. And we urge you to do it now. Hi! Hi! Welcome to another episode of Film Critters Processes. Uh, I'm Jay Bearhat. I am Baru, and we have a very, very special episode today. Um, I invited somebody on who wrote, uh, basically I invited on Gabby, Party Pro... Well, actually, how do you want to go, like, what do you want to be credited as? Uh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just the, the, the Twitter, the Twitter pump is, is good. You can call me Gabby. It's, I don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, I've already I've already dropped dropped the intro, but uh, yeah, we have Gabby as our special guest today. What's up? Who Gabby is <laughs> one of those people who's <laughs> who does like a lot of who does like a lot of different shit, um, and and all of it's really really cool. She recently wrote a uh, like just a really good like long description of like the la like basically global i don't know how you would describe it just like global shit that has happened for the past like few Western. generations and while why we're in our current situation yeah. more or less it's called welcome to your life uh and it's really good <laughs> I, be I believe the the industry term is effort post it's a it's a very yes, big effort post effort post <laughs> Yeah, Sometimes yeah. See, I there we go. I take time out of fun posting and shit posting to effort post. <laughs> but but still with a twinge of of shit post, <laughs> with just the little seasoning. But yeah. Um. But yeah, Gabby has like a really good perspective on uh just you know, 
the fucking weird ass world that we live in. Um, and I, she also is like really, really knowledgeable on like deep internet lore. If there's a reason that uh, huge, huge scare quotes furries are cool now, uh, Gabby is like one of the <laughs> one of the progenitors of of furry like becoming what it is today oh i would say <laughs> that's so glowy okay. <laughs> one of the one of the major voices um but fuck all that shit fuck all uh, that shit gabby how, gabby how you doing first and foremost i'm great um <laughs> i'm just <laughs> sitting in a mess and a ethnis uh athenius <laughs> the messiest cursures <laughs> like a book I'm just, I just have a book and alcohol with me. Yeah. That's my cool. Life. Hell yeah. <laughs> I've got my I've got my monster ultra on my on my <laughs> on my side <laughs> and my thermos covered in stickers. I've got I've got a Red Bull. A Kiwi Red Bull. I've got Ooh. an ashtray of half smoked joints here. And <laughs> a lot of a lot of just ash and dirt in it. Nice. These are these are our Wojak uh, spaces uh, for for any <laughs> any that feel when images are. We, we really need to paint this image for our for our uh, episode about uh, about the Wojak TFW uh, no GF yeah. that we're that we're doing here. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's uh, we we actually yeah we invited Gabby on because we when we are talking about the infamous documentary infamous. The online documentary. It's pretty. Inf- I guess it's infamous. Uh, TFWNOGF or that feel when no girlfriend <laughs> by Alex Moyer. I, I, I think is her name. Yeah, Alex yeah. Lee Moyer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and Gabby and I talked a lot about it, and we really like Gabby's perspective on it, so we brought her on. Uh, yeah. Gabby, when did when did you when did you watch this film actually? When did I watch it? Yeah. Um, well, it was supposed to debut at South by Southwest, but you know the virus fucked that up, like everything else. Yeah. Um, it was released on it was it, for like some some of those like films to debut there were put onto Amazon Prime, but then I realized that uh, it, it's just region locked to the state, so you know I downloaded it. <laughs> you can, you uh, can yes. have me on record for saying that I pirated it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Alex. I, I definitely air quotes legally watched the film, uh, and then legally had a, a Discord screening with <laughs> a bunch of furries. So I've seen it like two oh, and a half times yeah. now. <laughs> it's it's fun watching, especially with a group of people who are all like either current or ex, you know, channers. <laughs> Yeah. Or just anyone who's like familiar with internet shit. Yeah, the first like few seconds of the film it was already just like an absolute heater because it just started with this like penderecki strings of just like but it's like over <laughs> these like shitty MS Paint Wojak memes. Uh which was like the funniest juxtaposition I could have ever imagined. <laughs> I fell in love with it the moment that it opened up and there's a guy lifting to a uh, Renai's circulation. 
like the uh <laughs> the anime song i always hear it like remix oh of quad city dj's like tracks <laughs> my my favorite part of like the sound editing in that scene too is that when he lifts it it gets like louder but then like whenever he like starts to like drop the weight it like ducks down in audio so you can hear him like straining and grunting with the weights it's such a like such a good little detail <laughs> It it also opens uh, with a close-up of a Halo poster in his room and then a shot <laughs> of him holding a phone showing the the camera the infamous uh, Hackers on Steroids video. Oh, God. Of course. Oh, my God. That See, also I made watched, me really I happy. I watched yeah. that and I wonder if, like, people like that, like... The subjects of the film are, like, the sort of people who found out about 4chan through that video. We were actually arguing that, like, at my at like my house too, because like I know one of them says that he had been on 4chan since he was like twelve, but he also like definitely was like significantly younger than than me. So it's like okay, but like when you were on when, I, when you were twelve, that could easily have been like when I was leaving 4chan because I was in college. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. people can just lie. <laughs> there's 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 obvious <laughs> there's obvious like social currency for you know internet shitheads to say that you've been browsing browsing x y and z for you know <laughs> x y and z <laughs> yeah that is true I and i mean like i i don't know it is it's very weird first of all that i was very happy to see that uh hackers on steroids clip that was like seeing an old friend again uh <laughs> But it's it's weird to have there just be this, like, generation that's, like, uh, of 4chan users that are, like, younger than me, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, because that's also the other thing, because it doesn't necessarily fa- seem or feel like the 4chan movie to me than it does the Robot 9000 movie. And, like, a lot of, yeah. like, older channers derided and talk shit about Ro- Robot 9K because of all the sad posting teenagers right yeah that was, that was partially why i was always like trying to figure out what generation of channer they were because they all talk about r9k but like yeah r9k came out that... when i was in college and i remember it being a thing where people would say like oh that's the reddit of 4chan essentially yeah yeah i, I remember r9k being kind of looked down upon like e- like if if you were ever on b and they were talking about r9k it was like I don't know. It was like a very, it was just like a, became like a very, immediately a very depressing place. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a lot of people considered people on there to be cringe. Cause I think like a lot of like specifically older Chan people, um, they're less like the subjects of that movie and more like, you know, candy kids and DJs who go to anime expo, <laughs> you know, it's like the, yeah. they're, they're different sort of people, but one's being pop- popularized as like, you know, the 4chan person. Because it is a big fucking place. It, it really is. And that's kind of the sort of subject of my first hot take, um, I guess, about this movie that I'd like to place on the table is that it kind of, uh, you know, really tries to minimize its, like, subjects or, or, like, kind of easily categorize them into this category of incel when, like... The subjects in this movie, like, 
the movie's kind of a, a mixed success because it the subjects end up being uh, like the people in the movie just end up being like bigger than that concept and they can't really just be pigeonholed and just like tucked away in that way and like the whole point i guess that the movie is trying to make is that they shouldn't be also mm-hmm. um but it but at the same time it tr- it it kind of plays in that space of trying to kind of you know categorize them i guess mhm it, it it uses them trying to be as like a a humanized face for a culture but it's of a culture that's like way too broad to pick just like three to four kind of similarish dudes and be like, these guys are the face of this movement. Cause it's like, no, they're the face of like a specific subsection of that movement. Like they all, they all have Twitter accounts is like a bit like that's a, a critique yeah. I've actually been seeing a lot from like 4chan type of people is that they're like, oh, like these guys all have Twitter accounts. Like Twitter mm-hmm. is cringy and norm. And normie, and these guys are just <laughs> depressed normies. I noticed that Twitter has become like more of the cultural nexus for uh, specifically this. I guess I should just say the subject of the film. It's definitely like uh, it was mentioned in the film, but like uh, the nature of like aphorisms and um, the nature of the platform kind of encourages. It has like uh, the feel and vibe of like very brief quips on threads on 4chan so as like a social media site there is like that um that tonal or textural sort of like translation and of course it's not like instagram or like facebook where it's like you know your real identity is tied to it and you know if the internet is going to continue while modifying it makes sense that these people would move to twitter yeah well twitter is kind of the the least the least sanitized out of the new sort of like social media. Because <laughs> Jack just doesn't you know. give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Jack only Listen, cares Jack about just... the number going up. <laughs> Jack just wants to eat his lunch of like three pieces of sawdust and like two gallons of soylent and and, and live in his merry little ranch. <laughs> and I think people should let him. Yeah. So re- with regard to the subjects of this movie, we have uh, I don't know how many how many. People, it was like four characters in this movie. I guess you would say, right? There's the, there's the Washington. Are they are they brothers or just friends? Oh, they're they're friends. They're like, I don't know if it was in the movie. It feels like they met through R9K, but maybe they're just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, there there are two names that are Sean and Charles. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're, and they live over in the Kent. the Kent Washington boys. Yeah, and then there's yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sean guy, uh, the Texan whose name I'm completely blanking on. I think it's Kyle. Kyle. I've wrote this down because I, I rewatched it and I figured it would be important to have <laughs> their names on hand. <laughs> I, I appreciate it because I would have just been like the Texan, the weightlifter, the Washington the Texan, boys. The wa- I don't know anything about the weightlifter. He just, um, he's, he's the, he's the scariest out of all of them. I feel, um, <laughs> Oh, uh, really? <laughs> uh, and then there's Campbot, and to a lesser extent, uh, Egg Egg Boy, Egg Egghead? Boy, Egg, egg yeah. Boy. <laughs> oh my yes. God, Egg Boy! <laughs> yeah, let's just keep, let's just call him Egg Boy from now on. <laughs> uh, th- those egg are man. like the the more minor characters to kind of round out our cast, but it definitely focuses more on uh, Sean mm. and Charles, and then to a lesser extent, uh, Kyle and the other Sean. Mm-hmm. 
Like there's yeah. a there's a bit which I know about like the background of this film. Uh, there's not a lot. I don't think a lot of it I can't really say on podcast, but I can definitely say safely say that uh, this um, this movie came about from a short film project specifically about Sean. I think so. That's why like it oh, really? begins and really kind of grows out of you know Sean as like the entrance point. Which makes sense because as it goes on, it gets weaker. I feel. Yeah. No. It kind of. Yeah. It kind of tries to tie in. It loses a, focus. A lot of different ideas. I think probably like the biggest thing is honestly like I think it probably would have been better if it either had focused on just Sean or even like just the Washington boys. Is like, mm-hmm. it brings in a lot of like other people into it, but a lot of those people's like stories. <sighs> don't necessarily add too much because they all kind of echo each other's. Yeah. That's why I like Sean and Charles because they are definitely like the every Doomer man. Like, um, there's so yeah. many people who are just like them. My ex-roommate dated someone just like that. And yeah, it's it's like... They they are the Wojak. They, yeah. <laughs> they, they have the same texture as Wojak. They are the people where, like, every time I've shown this movie to people, they've been like, oh, those are the guys that are like, oh, that that could have been me. <laughs> that could have been me. Yeah. Because I feel. Oh, my God. This, this movie captures one half of this, you know, black pill pipeline. Because I feel you either, you know, start lifting and, you know, you swallow it up and then maybe you have a crisis when you're 40 or 50. And that's like one path. And the other path is, you know, you just become really gay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's a good that's a good way to kind of pivot into talking. Like, for for one thing, okay, like the Texan guy in the movie, I thought he was the most um, relatable in both the sense of like I could have been that, but also like I hung out with him, mm-hmm. you know, when I lived in my home state, right, uh, and was closeted. Um, but. Yeah, we are all. This is a roundtable symposium of people who have, uh, who, of of ex channers who have uh, transitioned uh, and become very, very, very gay hedonists, um, oh. and uh, just kind of. And I'll I'll speak to my own personal like. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's like the very very central thing of just like it. It was not going to, like, my life as it was as a channer and just as the person that I was was not going to work, was not going to work for a lot of reasons. Mm. Uh, but the canary in the coal mine was kind of noticing the sort of, like, noxious fumes of the, like, mental illnesses of everybody that I was surrounding myself with in those days. Right. Uh, and I, I don't know if that's something that other people can relate to, but... Yeah. The interesting thing is that 4chan began as kind of, like an offshoot from something awful specifically for uh you know weeaboos or weeaboo which is an amazing concept coined by um wt snacks which means just basically an anime nerd (laughs) a white anime nerd specifically um (laughs) i mean maybe not but um and so it has that so old fortune has that old energy of just 15 year olds dicking dicking around and you know being huge weebs and then obviously there's this darker injection 
obviously there's like a collision with like you know really online like gamers and like really angry like you know repressed people who don't necessarily just like anime because there's one thing i noticed about the anime fandom is a lot of those people grow out of it like in like before their early 20s like it always ha cycles out as like you know young people however there's like a huge contingent of people who stick around and um, I don't know, I like contrasting like the anime fandom to the furry fandom because one obviously has a lot of people coming in and maturing and growing with it and the whole thing growing and kind of like in that direction. The other one stays in a really relatively juvenile state. Um, so I think you had like really a lot of gamers and like repressed people come into 4chan later and like twist the community into this darker sort of way. And then of course, like a decade ago, like places like Stormfront literally strategized and did a psyop to like change the energy of the libertarian platform into a white nationalist one. Was that um? Was that like in response oh. to the Hal Turner stuff? Uh, no, not necessarily. Uh, I was actually just talking to someone recently about this because. He's writing a book on 4chan history, and I'm, like, one of his sources. Um, but, like, before poll, there's, like, different boards, like, N and New. And mm -hmm. very early on, it, like, Moo got rid of, like, the first iteration because he was racist. <laughs> um, which is more about the issue of, like, retaining, like, advertisers than any, like, moral <laughs> thing. Um, but... I think very quickly, because, like, early on, there's, like, four times more, like, Ron Paul and, like, libertarian, like, classical, you know, air quotes, classical liberal. Um, it definitely is that, that sort mm -hmm. of energy. And I specifically remember seeing threads where people would link to Stormfront, and there's people in there being like, this is an anonymous board, you know, they're all just, like, really disaffected youth, and if there's one thing white nationalists are really good at, it's, you know... <laughs> taking advantage of disaffected hurting you know people like young boys yeah. specifically and that's exactly what they did they came up with like rhetorical slogans and they just pump 4chan full of it and you know they have all the time in the world because they're just you know basic you know internet racists <laughs> yeah and uh everything really, kind of went along that i think i'd say that was around 2010 2011 that happened oh okay that makes sense then yeah Interesting. Yeah, no, I I actually never knew that there was like a a specific injection of a uh, storm oh, yeah. printers it was, into it. It was very deliberate. <laughs> That's that actually makes it interesting because like I want to say probably around then was when I knew someone who uh, was like an old old school like encyclopedia or had been an old school encyclopedia oh, man. admin. <laughs> Uh, and I remember getting really drunk with them one night and kind of like talking to them and asking them about it and them telling me essentially like, yeah, it was really weird watching this like kind of turn overnight from like stuff that we would say and do just to be like edgy shitheads. And it wasn't like he was unaware of like shitty things they did. Like he, he would oh, own up yeah. to it. But he's like, it's like this weird turn from that to like people saying it and then like realizing like oh wait no you like you're like serious about this now like this isn't a thing you're mm -hmm. saying just to like shock normies or whatever oh, yeah i i guess i didn't really know about that because there's just so many self-perpetuating like 
mindsets that you know proliferate themselves on 4chan like the npc thing uh drives yeah. me crazy uh, just because it's <laughs> that, that means you're an really npc just... <laughs> <laughs> that means i'm an npc oh my god i'm an npc oh my god you guys can stop listening to anything i have to say now uh and i'm i'm easily the, the memboification is complete <laughs> i love the np i actually loved the npc theory when it came out because i was like oh I've been saying as a joke for years that, like, this type of person is someone who doesn't think that other people, like, literally thinks other people are NPCs and don't have internal thoughts. And now they're just saying, I don't <laughs> think other people are real people or have internal thoughts and are NPCs. And it's like, cool. I don't have to insult you with that anymore. You're just going to say it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the really, like, missing the mark on other people having interiority and just like <laughs> let's let's fully regress back to the stage where like a kid will interrupt you on the phone because if he can't hear somebody on the phone then that means that you can't hear anybody on the phone <laughs> mm-hmm. solipsism is uh the house special of many parts of 4chan it's actually really interesting because like the political nature the pl- you know the well understood political nature of 4chan is mostly air quotes mostly contained to poll which was originally created as a literal quarantine board you go anywhere else and it's like people will literally tell people to go back to poll <laughs> if yeah, they that is true start actually bullshit i think the, one of the most interesting things is that uh poll actually is relatively a uh a diverse board i think one of the most interesting case studies of that was the um the he will not divide us protests and it was like mobbed by a lot of like four channers, uh, poltards, whatever. Like, and you can see on cameras they're showing up. Like, there's like people of different ethnicities. Like, there's like figures like, um, Base Jesus, who is a Saudi national, who's now a WWE wrestler, which is fucking phenomenal. What? <laughs> yes. No, I'm not Jesus even joking. Christ. If you go, if you go on the YouTube and you search, um, now, I don't know, that was, like, early 2017 this was happening, because, like, you know, liberal, liberal everywhere was having a a meltdown. Like, their their understanding of the narrative had completely collapsed, and uh, Shia LaBeouf yeah. um, did, like, a protest where he put up a camera where everyone just in a drone would just be like, he will not divide us, like, rocking back and forth in a very, you know, normal way. And uh, because it's a live stream in a big city, four channers found it and immediately started like just memeing in front of it. And Base Jesus is the guy who actually he he he's um he's he's from the TV board, and you can tell because when he would show up, he'd reenact iconic, terrible cinema, like he did a one person uh, bit for like six minutes in front of the camera, reenacting the entire. Uh, Dark Knight Rises, like, intro or whatever the fuck that movie is, the one where, you know, with Bane and the, stuff. The Bane posting thing, yeah. Yeah, he'd, like, run in a circle, like, imitating the plane when it would cut away to, like, a an, <laughs> an establishing shot or something. So, oh, my God. That's the interesting thing, because Pole itself defies the stereotypical categorization of it being a white nationalist uh, platform. <laughs> It functions as that, but it also isn't at the same time. It's a contradictory space. That that cringe-ass Shia LaBeouf experiment was great, and the best part was um, 
or rather my personal favorite was when Austin Walker like walked up right in front of uh w- like Will Smith's son and just like delivered a monologue on like leftist basically this like leftist monologue uh mm. and then just dipped uh, that was that was fun i don't know that was mm-hmm. that was the most like weird cringe like installation thing that i've i've seen i think ever. it was really great and caps <laughs> off that brief interlude from 2016 until you know whatever calloused state this society is our society is at now Right. Which is really interesting because um, TFW no GF, uh, there's a Twitter user who's in the same class, I'd say, as uh, Cantbot. Uh, I think it was Logo Day- Dayless. He made like a tweet, which uh, in, I, I feel is like pretty accurate in saying like this, the, the release of this movie is like the capstone or like the end of that cultural moment. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel that way, yeah. Like... Because even though the movie meanders, it definitely shows them growing out of it and doing their own fucking thing. And, you know, maybe it fails as a, as a, as a, you know, a critique or whatever the fuck, you know, Moyer wanted to do with it, but it definitely exists as a, um, a, a point on our, you know, on our timeline to say that, you know, this, you know, historical moment has more or less come to an end. You know, whatever else comes next comes next. 2016 was really the meltdown May of our our <laughs> Holy Roman Empire. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, and, and and we are we kind of just like have to move forward and have to expand our uh, our understanding of uh, politics and of inclusion of mm-hmm. you know every every class of people to kind of loop in, you know, not, you know, in spite of themselves, loop in people who are so outside of um Outside of the general discussion, because mm-hmm. that's the that's the kind of general like sort of anti-liberal uh, sentiment is is that a lot of people are being sort of left out of and, and being left out of this like global discussion. Mm-hmm. And I think what what is what we're waiting for people to kind of the 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 way that the ways that we're waiting for people to kind of expand that uh, and to expand on their own feelings about that is for like I I'm waiting for people to bring like class consciousness to mm-hmm. that um and tfw and ogf kind of steers in that direction a yeah, little bit where it's like i don't think it's overtly mentioned but there's a huge class component about it especially when you see the context of these people the subjects lives oh uh, uh, yeah absolutely like they have they have nowhere to go and like uh, that's that's kind of the largest the the way in which i can most sympathize with them because like Sometimes you are just like stuck with abusive parents or like an abusive family and there's nothing to do in the world other than go to the mall. Mm-hmm. And like there's no community, there's no guidance, there's, you know, and you don't get you don't get positive or negative attention. You don't get any attention. So you have to fucking act up and shit. There's another mm-hmm. aspect of it, too, that I think um, the film kind of like glosses over. And I was like, I was I really wanted to know more about it because it sticks out to me every time it goes over it um, with uh kyle the texan he he mentions that he had friends but that they've all died of like drug overdoses and suicide and like that's why he's Mm -hmm. in this culture now and it's like that is like 
for like Midwest like young adults, that is like a story I've heard like so many times. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, I had two or three friends, <clears throat> and like you know, sometimes it's like, oh, they got married and had a kid, and so like now we don't hang out. But like a lot of times, it's like, and then like they died like deaths of despair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On I. Unironically, I think the incel experience is almost kind of queer. Like, I I can't think of any other category of the population which deals with such intense alienation and people close to them, you know, of their group, you know, their friends and whatever, you know, committing suicide and self-harming, you know, as much as like, you know, that group of people. (laughs) Well, they're abject, right? And we talk about this concept of, like, the abject sometimes uh, in our annoying-ass <laughs> videos where uh, the abject is just, like, what you know, it's whatever you want to push away because you self-define by what you're able to pull in uh, in terms, you know, kind of theoretically uh, and sort of, like, you're basically like a Katamari, uh, <laughs> but you want to just avoid the bad shit and the, and the shit that leads to death and despair. And uh, now that there's this, like, insane cultural panopticon of the internet that has just suddenly been unveiled we're all kind of recognizing like that you know there is no there is no depiction of reality uh that we've been served that Mm -hmm. matches up with like what is actually happening the stakes of you know the like class separation in our country uh and and the real life just like day-to-day stakes that people are experiencing like you know uh, there's just, you know, it's it's literally, it's just a panopticon, and it just makes everybody feel outside of n- the norm, of, of mm-hmm. normal, and normal is, you know, rich, having money, or whatever. Yeah, which is something which the movie touches on, is how a lot of these people, and I think, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't necessarily trust uh, a lot of what the subjects say. I, you know, one of the big things with the, uh, you know, the subjects and that whole class of people is that irony is um, a main vehicle for communication. But also it's like, I do kind of understand that, you know, them being extremely misogynistic, racist, a lot of it is, uh, is a joke specifically because, you know, if we, if we look at it from like a class lens, you know, they are living in these places of destitution where like, you know, the class, you know, the, the coastal classes have completely robbed what, like, most of industrial America, um, and sent, you know, uh, displaced a lot of work, you know, from America to abroad, you know, like, uh, like this really wealthy yeah. corners of, of the country are putting upon these people who have nothing, uh, certain, um, manners and you know behaviors which they must do uh even though they live in like a condition where there's you know there's no there's no point to it like you know they you know if if you say you know as you know texas you know grew up in el paso like you know like what 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 does he get for you know playing nice and uh you know saying the right things like you know he he will continue being and like the current discourse in America right now, you know, after 2016 is like getting rid of the electoral college, which will effectively remove any democratic right from any of these regions which are already suffering in the United States because these, these low population areas. 
Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, not to, it's, it's, the election of Trump is certainly more, more complicated than that, but in a backhanded way, it's like, you know, it's a cry for help. It is, it is an unheard class of people that are being strangled, strangleholded by, Mm -hmm. you know, this sort of, you know, being strangle held by this air quotes, you know, liberal elite. The material conditions Um, of the society they live in. (laughs) Yeah. In in sort of an Occam's razor way, like yeah, um, and I think that a, a lot of people, uh, I don't know, a lot of people are afraid, are afraid, they're afraid to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We're out there with the real shit. Um, but more to that point, I also I, I read Kantbot's reaction to the film. Uh, oh yeah, for the brief moment was, it was put up there. Yeah, no, I know. I was like reading it, and then when I, I I like read through like half of it, minimized it on my phone, and then went to read it like later that day, and it was just gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, oh well. Yeah. What the fuck is up to now? Um, still, oh, still, he, he tried, still trying to he scam. Tried to go to a furry con, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> Literally is still scamming. Uh, every time I've Little, looked up to him, still he, scamming. he still has some new yeah, scam that is just not is not working out for him at all. Yeah, the I'm oh not I'm not threatened by the alt right because it has the same issues which the uh, the alt left the like the the <laughs> like the left has in that uh, something which you know is juicy and like you know you know, genuinely insightful new territory for, you know, a world historical moment or whatever. Um, you have liberal charlatans taking that and making it as like, you know, so it's like if you have like Curtis Yarvin on one end, you know, at the other end is like, you know, charlatans like, you know, Annie Nyo or um, what's his fuck? Still gray. <laughs> oh, Ian, Ian, oh, God, uh, yeah. Yeah, Ian Miles Chong. Complete <laughs> boring useless morons (laughs) who just take a very threatening ideology and neuter it by turning it into you know just some brand (laughs) yeah yeah and i I feel the alt-right has essentially lost steam i was actually gonna write an effort post about (laughs) an effort post about this that um uh Trump winning is probably the best thing to happen to um, America because if Hillary won and if Hillary was sitting on top of this economic collapse, then, you know, the past decade and a half would have been blamed on the left, which would have meant someone worse than Trump would have been elected right after. Actually, I'm really surprised. I don't actually not know what the fuck's going on. I don't think anyone knows what the fuck's going on because this is like the perfect conditions for Bernie to win, but somehow... He still got fucked out of nomination, which is outrageous. <laughs> uh, I listened. I listened to the seeking derangements about. Um, I, I was about to bring by, that up. Yeah, uh, I was going to be like uh, one of the organizers did a good yeah, postmortem ex- on it. Mm. Yeah, they basically it, it. It sounds. I mean, like it's a huge presidential campaign and a huge historical moment. That's really hard to like, you know, make a single sentence as to like why it why it you know would pass or fail, but. Um, it, it does it does paint a picture of uh, kind of like misused campaign funds, uh, hmm. which, you know, 
definitely know. like there there's like a certain level of like tinfoil hat that i that is i will it, be willing to do is it in the category to bernie. of uh, bernie buying another you know five or six more houses or whatever the right says he does no no it's in it's in like the same category as like hillary's campaign advisors giving her really bad advice uh it, it basically it was people people came on to the bernie campaign who did who were just treating it as like another another pmc job rather than as like a movement oh man that's that makes sense that's that's kind of the, uh, the heart of yeah. ben moore's critique of it was that like there were people on the campaign who were like the heart and soul of it um mm. and then there were people who were running things <coughs> who were very much so just like well this is gonna look great on my resume and i don't really care if it like <laughs> succeeds or not see this is why people should have backed Tulsi gay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the real dark horse of the race. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, she could still win. She could. She could. Here, here's how Tulsi she can has, still run. <laughs> she has the next. She has the next most delegates. She's second in the race now. Biden's first. <laughs> Tulsi's number two. No joke. She could have an upset win at the convention. That that honestly, oh, my God. would be the best out possible outcome. <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> Tulsi invokes some archaic rule where she can get all the delegates if she can do more push-ups than <laughs> Joe Biden. Oh my god, we need to have some shit like that on the books as a country. We're fucking up. <laughs> I wanted to to circle back on the thing you had said about like uh, queerness, sort of innate to these, and like the the weird sort of parallels that they have to them. Uh, when I was screening this on like Discord, the the thing that like people kept saying was like. Wow, if these guys were just gay furries, they'd be they'd be they'd fine. Be fine, they could have they could have been <laughs> you know foxy little femboys. They they look like foxy little femboys. <laughs> oh. I have, every single one of them. I, I mean, could, I could picture. I've seen I could like picture them. the icon <laughs> that they would have. You know, they it, it'd be easy. The transition would be easy. They can get their persona photoshopped into that. You know that exploitable png of like you know the coronavirus like yellow <laughs> suit for pepe you know oh, but God. it's uh those guys you know it's easy Charles they're already and... ironically racist they can just be ironically a furry <laughs> oh I, I i was even saying like they didn't have to stop being racist it's not like furries are great at that so <laughs> oh yeah that's true <laughs> uh but it's like a thing oh, it's boy. a thing that made me think about it more and i realized that's like yeah like a big thing that and this is another critique of the film is that it's it with regards to it sort of just taking them at their word is that it's it, it takes them at their world word of being like left behind and stuff. And the the bad liberal impulse I've seen of it is sort of people being like, well, you know, I was alienated and like I just chose to be a good person. But it's always from someone where it's like, no, no, you had like oh. a community <laughs> you could go into. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people forget that. Like, I simply got better. I got over 4chan. It's like, bitch, you can eat friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you, you became a normie. <laughs> That's why, you know, you got over it and you went to therapy. It's like, it's not that easy if you're isolated. Yeah, because it's like, ultimately, Alienated, yeah. whatever. being a furry, being queer, being whatever, you know, it's not like you can't fall into, like, those same things. I, I made a joke previously about, like, the incels of the trans community were the Bedells. <laughs> The what? But if you like leave the Bedells, <laughs> the Bedells, the Bedells, the Bedells, ba Bedells. Bedells. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if you leave the Bedells, you've still got a whole Betelgeuse, community. Betelgeuse, Betelgeuse. <laughs> but if you leave like 
your R9K Twitter account, like, you don't got anything else. R9K Twitter account. That's and true. You know, so many of those R9K people. I mean, earlier I mentioned that my um, my roommate, my ex-roommate dated someone just like in this film. Um, he He once told me that he hooked up with a trans girl on Robot 9K. <laughs> that sounds really cool. That sounds like it was a really cool event that happened my, and occurred. Oh, my, my old roommates... Makes them like LGBT. Uh, once. <laughs> LB, LG, LGBTC uh, lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, and chaser. <laughs> uh, my my oh, old yeah. roommates once invited uh, a man from R9K into our home. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> and the main things I remember from it was that he kept showing us Sonic memes, <laughs> and that at one point Look, he just bro he goes he just so casually fast. mentioned that he had a restraining order against him. <laughs> oh my god! Why is everybody on R9K a coworker? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was it was such a surreal experience. Uh. And we're pretty sure that he posted about one of my my friends on R9K because they came across the thing where it was like, look up, and then like her full legal name, which is like really rare uh, on Facebook, like total like Asian gamer GF material. And oh she was God. like, my Facebook is super locked down. So it could only be somebody who's already on my Facebook, which is this <laughs> R9K motherfucker I foolishly invited over <laughs> <laughs> bro <sighs> I will say that there's like a lot of the problems that these dudes kind of seem to have is like take like as much as as much as they have the personality of like top keck uh you know uh nothing makes me mad it's just like you you are clearly a slave to other people's like perceptions of you and have you like and you have like have anxiety yeah, and there's, there's, mm. there just uh, isn't, is like, they don't have a community to help with that. They have, like, a death cult. And it's like, there's there's no yeah, real, exactly. like, solution that can be offered to that other than, like, you help them form communities that, like, aren't going to have threads where if you post about how you're suicidal, the top responses right. aren't going to be, oh, well, kill yourself. <laughs> I think what's interesting about the, yeah. the documentary is Campbell even talks about creating a sort of fraternity or a community in that sort of sense <laughs> i will say like a part of the problem with sort of talking out a movie like this is that there's a lot we can talk about like sort of pulling out the themes uh, of it yeah. like I, tangently around it but, but I, I i generally have tried to avoid talking about them specifically as individuals beyond like scenes in the film that can be talked about uh because it yeah. feels weird to to have a podcast and analyze like yeah real people who like have like an entire life off screen that can't be like mm -hmm. you know i i could build conjecture out of it but it's like yeah. ultimately i'm not gonna know like what these dudes lives are like actually like and it feels weird to yeah. kind of analyze them so i can only i can only really talk about like the choices the filmmakers made in terms of like how yeah, they're presented exactly like how they were utilized for this and um yeah because ultimately it comes down to yeah whatever the fuck like I don't even know where the fuck Moira was going with this movie. It's it's hard to tell. It's, like it's, like it's kind of, yeah. it's a slice of life anime of uh, 
<laughs> I don't know if Moyer knows like, where like Moyer Campbell is going. Feels like Campbot feels like, like you were saying, Brie, like extremely out of place, not just because of like him having an actual presence, but because it's like mm-hmm. it it doesn't really feel like he fits with what the thesis that was guiding all the other footage is. Yeah. He kind of has his he own. He also breaks the thesis, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the interesting thing, because um, I, I feel... Uh, I think he was necessary in a sense to, like, con- you know, in a way, contextualize the phenomenon of TFW, no GF, because it's not just not having a GF, which is, you know, which is valid. <laughs> but uh, the introduction of him as a figure, as a character in the um, film uh, changes it. And I do feel that the film definitely feels that there's a pull and push between him and Moyer's vision of what the film would be. Because it's not like the other subjects of the film necessarily have, like, you know, an erudite or, you know, well-read take on, you know, this phenomenon while being part of the phenomenon. Um, Right. But it's like, I feel Moira came into this in a kind of, like, you know, I don't want to say voyeuristic, but definitely, like, ooh, what's this? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. What's, what, what is really yeah. going on? What are these people really it, like? It's like a nature documentary. The, the whole film does then, feel like it's yeah, Cat, yeah. Well, Catbot calls her Jane Goodall because because like a nature documentary doesn't like you know criticize the behavior of the animals at the end. But um, <laughs> right. Uh, but once Catbot comes into the picture, then it becomes what can't. I I feel there is his influence trying to make the film be greater because like if there's anything about you know you know very scholarly types is it it uh it takes something which is like within one you know one hour however long his film is and wants to blow it up to you know the proportions which is quote unquote necessary to yeah contextualize it i think the film gets lost in this uh this tonal dichotomy yeah yeah, like I totally agree because there's the part of Catbot's uh, written kind of reaction to the film. Uh, a calls her like a Jane Goodall type um, <laughs> because she is like you know, ir- irregardless of like her uh, Alex Moyer like as an individual, um, the way that she places herself in relation to this documentary and in relation to her subjects kind of implicitly places her as this kind of like coastal liberal who's like has this sort of um ladder climbing mm-hmm. view of success or that a lot of these men are just incompatible with appeal to that you know for, yeah, the, for the hustle of it you know once you you know integrate into hollywood there's you know oh there's sort of like a uh a way or uh <laughs> There's a, I, I don't want to necessarily say a group thing, but there's definitely like a, a, a dominant ideology that is, you know, for the sake of career is good to play up to. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that the kind of um, the conflict arises in like watching and in like seeing people do that um, and, and kind of having a different perspective having like a different interpretation Mm -hmm. of like what your rewards would be from that process versus what theirs are um and i think there's kind of a mutual misunderstanding uh taking place where like uh you know each person kind of treating the other the other as like the subject um of just like oh you're obviously like 
you're just kind of like hustling and and you know mm-hmm. like everybody is fundamentally alone and and fundamentally having their like kind of hustle because that is just like mm-hmm. how the dominant paradigm works of like this type of of work where everyone is just like I, I don't know like everyone's full of shit and everyone's all alone uh fundamentally you know what i mean um but the kind of stratification of wealth makes it a little bit harder for people to kind of relate or or just understand each other's problems I and guess. uh mm-hmm. for me like the big tension of that structure too is because the film is definitely made it a lot of people I, I saw a lot of like takes on twitter from like post channer types who are like this is like the documentary for like for us but it's like no it's pretty <laughs> clearly like a documentary for south by southwest no. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> like it, it, it flirts at these edges of maybe talking about like the larger structural contexts that like produce these people, but then it very much so concludes in that like nice, tidy South by Southwest documentary frame narrative of like an individual story where it's like, oh, but see, like they're all fine. It worked itself out. And it's like it didn't work itself out by virtue of like one of them got a girlfriend and he's fine now. Like it, it, it's just society. Right. It, society changed in two years, and their circumstances changed. And people change, and that's like very natural. I did. I don't know if y'all got this intro. I I watched the movie legally, <laughs> um, which was very stupid on my part. But I got like an intro from like an S S uh, like a South by Southwest co like co chair person or something who's like, I really enjoyed this film. It was a delightful and very eye-opening documentary called twf no gf or like some like she fucks up oh, the name of oh, it the intro and she's clearly in this like the weird intro of the lady in her living room is like welcome she's so Great. quiet it's so funny to me how she's so much quieter than everything else in the film the movie starts like a jump scare yeah. <laughs> literally wojack comes um, up and, you, and the audience screams <laughs> They grabbed a a YouTuber like I think Princess of Bobwe or something. Yeah. Uh, to do everything to do like the animations and like, you know, this you know, that that all that bullshit. Uh I wish oh, yeah. I wish the movie had more of those and less drone shots because every drone shot in the film <laughs> felt like it was like a placeholder for a more interesting shot. It, it's, parts of the film really do feel like it's part of Four hours of footage of driving in and around, you know, I-5 in Kent. <laughs> like, oh, it is a good spot. It is a good spot. The, 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 the part where it's <laughs> yeah. uh, Kyle, I think, in the parking lot and the camera just like swivels around him while he's like, like hunched over and looking sad. And I'm just like, what? Like, what is the, what is the vibe <laughs> oh of this shot? Oh my God. What is the, what am I supposed to be feeling here? <laughs> they're, they're lonely. They wish they had girlfriends. Also reminds I, uh, when when Campbell was talking about like how for the reshoots at the end that end seat scene and like you know because Campbell doesn't want to go to the house he'd rather go to like that you know the bookstore or whatever and uh, Moira's insistent like we have to go to Central Park and film you yeah. you know monologuing all alone surrounded by all these people you know being normal and like playing with their dogs and kids and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like 
really just a really <coughs> bonkers decision decision making especially like apparently it was fucking cold as shit that day too i, I was gonna say that part of his essay <laughs> like made it. me f- understand why that scene felt so weird which is that he like just looks unhappy like he just looks unhappy to be monologuing but he's supposed to be giving this like big <laughs> like inspiring the, the, speech the, the wojack picture is in the back of the party except it's uh uh, Central Park and it's camp bot there's a mess of hair and a beard and it's camp bot going my feet hurt it's cold out I want to be home <laughs> I have to walk filming? around for 30 minutes while on camera <laughs> we've done we've been doing b-roll all day <laughs> I will say like the idea of Alex Moyer like l- laying out that shot in the parking mm. lot that shot made me scream laugh also. Oh my god. <laughs> of, which, uh, which... Yeah, the circling the the circling drone oh, shot that Jay brought up. Oh where... yeah. No, some of them are like, what? Part of me is like, is this like are they dissociating? <laughs> <laughs> because like something like that is like dissociation, you know. It, yeah. Shit. It's really sad because yeah. she but I don't I don't yeah. think it's that because she has this like really great eye for like some things like just like shots like you see the 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 washington boys like car and you see the million dollar extreme bumper sticker like she's a good eye for like little little details that paint a story of who these people are earlier earlier i think you mentioned or um there's like a point with with texas and he has like a confederate uh flag ring and instead of like making a critique or commentary on it, it zooms in and just make you know it fills the shot so like people like see like just by the the framing of it it like makes you yeah. know it ma- it a it makes the comment yeah it makes it, it it draws its attention to it it gives you texture to these people but then it's like and then there's just shots of like him walking next to a canal with like clothes that <laughs> don't look like they fit very well I do appreciate that yeah. by then the movie Catbot has grown into and is beginning to look a lot like a, a Socrates, <laughs> like disheveled, um, sarcastic boy. <laughs> yeah. The, the That shot of him on yeah. the bench with the disheveledness like made me, because it like matches up with the shots it. of him two years earlier. I'm like, has he been in the park ever since? <laughs> it just Moyer just shows up. It's like, well, I, le- I left him in 2017 in this park. There he is. It's <laughs> like surrounded by pigeons. <laughs> he has his phone out, and then you he's, left. He's sitting by like a power pole, so his phone is like charging. <laughs> oh my god! I I did like the soundtrack. It it was weird to find out that the song that they have in the scene where they're shooting guns. Which is like a great scene. Don't really understand its its yes, position in I the film. Um, oh, they they love guns. It's it's a Scary. it's a million yeah. dollar extreme reference. I found out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Oh, that's fun. We love that. See, they should have had a better million dollar extreme reference. They should have had them driving around in Miatas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, if it's a re- if it's an empty E reference, I won't get it. Uh, not missing much. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, I, that, that's why I didn't get the reference at first. I was just like looking up that song and then I found out that people were like, oh yeah, it's cause it's like from a really famous skit on MDE or something. And I was like, that seems, it seems a weird thing to add into your film, but all right. Uh, when I, when I watched that with one of my roommates, yeah. he was losing his mind at it. Cause he was just like, he's like, do they not understand how like 
incriminating this looks if they ever get arrested. And that was before one of them got arrested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Like that's footage that they're gonna happened. play at your trial. Like you know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's God. like not just that but it's like the, the song is like cop yeah it's, it's it's john miles going let's kill some cops tonight i'm like that's such you're 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 going to go to jail for this you know that right <laughs> there could be an argument made about like the screw the the like them suddenly having like girlfriends and lifting weights and like everybody kind of bettering their lives is like there, there's a certain element of just like they have absolutely there's like a vacuum of scrutiny for for a lot of these people mm. and for a lot of them this is like just an expression of like no one being around to be like maybe you shouldn't uh blast school shooter <laughs> while uh taking your gun out to <laughs> you know taking your gun out to the range or whatever to to quote um to quote one of the subjects, I think it was uh, Charles, um, you just do dumb shit so you can point to it. <laughs> so, so you can show your friends. I don't know. He's like quoting like some old V meme. It's really funny how um, how a lot of the times some of the subjects are making kind of abstract meme references. Like, like obviously, <laughs> obviously a lot of what they're talking about does feel like they're fucking around a bit with uh alex <laughs> the the xbox kid meme you know the best thing about the xbox is uh i can is not just da 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 but showing people online that i did oh yeah showing my friends online that i yeah I, <laughs> that's yeah, an old one no. yeah maybe no, that kid hey there. maybe he is an old head maybe he <laughs> yeah maybe this is why he's uh dating a trans girl i I, it's so funny that it's like, oh, I met her on R9K, and I like when they. I'm so like, when they, oh, her. It's like okay, early on, it's like ninety-five percent of the people on 4chan are male. I met her on R9K. When, when he like first like says like, oh, I have a girlfriend, and they show a photo of him because they didn't show his friend. I thought that like his friend had just transitioned. Yes, I thought that's the fucking was face be. mask. That would have been sexy. That would have been a serve. Oh, but it's it, <laughs> that kind of like ties into the thing of like the other problem with the film is the uncritical way it kind of accepts because like the film presents is like oh he got a girlfriend as like that's progress and it's like is it it's like i i know the guy started lifting i know weights. it happens i mean they that's just, something like i just again like i can reference my roommate it's just like they just they go from being incels to being really abusive men in relationships. Or like, even if he's a great boyfriend, it's like, hey, it's his first relationship. Uh, you know what people in their first relationships are bad at? Understanding that that relationship will probably end and being in a relationship. So like, what is he gonna do when he get if he yeah. gets out of that relationship? Like, it's oh. the film acknowledges that these guys have depression but then is like no they're doing fine now because they're dating and, and, and working out and it's like that's you not know, that's not <laughs> that's not what they need they need like support it's not gonna come out at weird times <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> god yeah i'm sure they're nice boys. which like you know i'm sure they're doing fine <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's, it's not the same I mean, thing about him or his relationship it's just like the film presenting getting a girlfriend as like progress is like that 
you don't like show me any time with this guy it, after. Like, okay, how is how yeah. is he doing now that he has a girlfriend? This feeds into that stupid classist um, stereotype of all these angry young men who are just awful because they can't have sex. Yeah, it's it, 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 it. <laughs> is that the movie just is that? It just recreates that whole logic. <laughs> yeah. But, like, in a hopeful way instead of a condemning way, I guess. <laughs> Finally got the GF. It's it's over. Finally. It's, it's like, no. They finally achieved normalcy, and now their life may begin. <laughs> the problem isn't that they... Now they can... Yeah. They can't measure up to these, these traditional values. So the problem... Uh, the solution to that is that by the end of the film, they will match up to those traditional values. We'll cut them to make them fit. Oh, God. God. Great movie. Yeah, what a masterpiece. It is is a hoot and a holler to to watch with people. I will say that. (laughs) Yeah. If you, we do, I I would recommend that, like, if you've spent any time on, like, 4chan and shit, um, it's not, it's not really, like, as much... you know, it's not as much like as we've been saying, like a salient documentary piece that leads you down a specific like conclusion or anything. As much as, as much as it is just like a bunch of strangers fucking around mm-hmm. uh, and talking about isolation and what that does to your uh, personality and mm. what it can do to your ideology if you spend time on the internet, which a lot of us do. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I will say uh, an interesting book to read is a compliment to this, especially because it gets more into the the darker, like, uh, troll raid aspects of those cultures, is this is why we can't have nice things, which does have the academia oh, sure, thing of, like, diagrams of memes in it. Uh, <laughs> but, it but it's interesting <laughs> we love because that. the researcher, like, spent like a year or two like embedded in troll groups like who were like uh like the the, do you guys remember like facebook memorial trolling yeah she's like embedded in like a group of those people like she gets a bunch of like she gets Mm -hmm. a bunch of their trust and stuff and like just like gets to know them like not on a personal level like she doesn't know who they are but on a level of like kind of gets like a theory of like what do they get out of this and like what drives it it's 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 a really interesting read and there's like a really good part in it where she talks about having to go on Mm. this radio show and then like she finds out at the last minute that like the father of like uh of like a girl whose memorial page was raided by that group is going to be on it and she's talking to the group about it and one of them is just like oh you know you don't have to like defend us right which is like a really good point Damn. about like the the ways in which like you you try to document and understand these things while also kind of like putting a distance between like understanding and con- like maybe necessarily approving of their behavior. Mhm. Yeah, and I like that's so much what that's why so much of trolling is just kind of a fart in the wind because it's like it it doesn't really exist without yeah. a reaction, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is not me, which is not me trying to sound like a cool like liberal you know, soccer mom um, about it. it. It's it just kind of is what it is. Whatever this movie is trying to be, I think the only way a successful iteration of it could exist is by someone who actually lived it and like understands the psychology. You know, um, yeah. Until that happens, and I think the trajectory of the people in this film is that, um, you know, 
seems like they're learning how to, <laughs> I guess, mask. <laughs> and um, I think that will come eventually. And I'm looking forward to that because obviously uh, these people are all, you know, getting into literature and like whatever. So some interesting yeah. art will come around out of this um, sub subculture, I guess you could say. Uh, it a solid I mean, you know, seven out of ten. I don't know. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> well, actually, our rating system is uh, we decide what we would rather have spent the money we <laughs> spent on, and what we wouldn't have rather spent the money that we spent on. I didn't so, like, spend a fucking. Let's thing. say, what, what do you? What do you? <laughs> let's say. <laughs> Then you're. Then I guess this you're exempt from the. Warm. Let's say. Let's say the movie. Uh, let's say it hurt your ratio. <laughs> what are you? Oh, my ratio. Okay. Let's let's say that. Um, I get I get called out for something relating to this uh, podcast. I'd say. Yeah. It's worth. Which we yeah. all will. It's worth. Um, Five hundred followers. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Hell fucking. I, I love the idea of, of, of weighing a film by how many followers it's worth losing to talk about. <laughs> Dude, that. Actually, yeah, let's just go with that as a reason. You know, never scheme. mind Bitcoin, never mind Magic the Gathering. Um, it's going to be all about follower numbers. Uh, I'm going to create a company just like Enron. Enron tried to make a <laughs> futures trading platform for bandwidth. I'm going to do that, but for Twitter followers. We're going to be trading. We're going to be putting uh, puts on uh, in shorts and long positions on follower positions or, or like follower counts. And, you know, we're going to have like some really stable. Um... <laughs> I, I mean, we're already going in that direction. Uh, Elon Musk's uh, company value is based off of his tweets I, now. I, I'm just imagining like a stock floor where like someone's running around like like this account just got like the Mary Wilson t- retweet. Like, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's real, though. That's I, everybody real. I know has talked about the Mary Wilson like retweet effect where you get retweeted by her and your mentions just like flood like like you just get like your notification bar just explodes for like six hours holy shit <laughs> um i would say i am the- i would theoretically be okay with losing uh like 200 <laughs> followers just take a little off the top the cost of having a nuanced take on this fucking movie yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at mine. Uh, I I could probably do. I could probably take like a thousand. Like I I I I I always think Ooh. that I have less followers than I actually do. So to me, it's really Damn. easy to just be like, yeah, like if that puts me back down to that number, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I think like five thousand followers is when you like just like. All fun on Twitter has left the building. All fun's left the building. 5,000 followers is when Sadie Doyle uh, will have an opinion about your Twitter. Fuck. <laughs> Finally. Well, thank you for having me on. All right. Yeah, I know. This was super fun. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. This was awesome. Uh, you're... It was, it was uh, a pleasure beyond i love i love your your whole thing i love the show it's great i recommend it all the time oh thank you yay thank you
And thank you all so much for listening. Um, we uh, regret to inform you that we have a Patreon. <laughs> uh, if you go to patreon.com slash filmcritters, you can hear episodes, all episodes, three days early. And you can also watch a Patreon-exclusive series mm-hmm. uh, that we do, uh, Film Critters Throws It Back, where we just talk about whatever fucking movies we want to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, as voted by you uh, from whatever era. Not cool. just uh, shit that just came out at South by Southwest uh, <laughs> that was canceled. Uh, and if I could put plug my shit i just like to put my twitter up yeah there. party prat please p-r-a-t-y p-r-a-t uh yeah that's all i wanted to and say. We'll, we'll we'll put a link to that <laughs> we'll put a link to your your uh welcome to your life post hey, yeah you. that'll be in the uh, description yeah please go check out gabby's writing go follow her content. on twitter yeah go read my one hour long read post about global hegemony and power dynamics. <laughs> it's good. I contextualize. Uh, do you want me to draw o- your little <laughs> what? Do, do you want me to draw your little critter icon, or do you want it to be an MS Paint? Oh, gal? sure. You please. I would love to see your take. Okay. <laughs> but the the MS Paint gabs are also good. They're they're really good. I I do I do them on my Patreon, which you can see on my Twitter. Look if anyone's interested, I guess. Patreon? Plug zone. <laughs> plug zone well yeah thank you for listening everybody i uh, hope you enjoyed the episode um and I don't, I don't know hope you enjoyed tfw no gf i guess it's okay yeah <laughs> it's all right, all right. Bye. thank you for joining bye bye <laughs> <laughs>